Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, the podcast which gives you keys to claiming your personal power. For more than a decade now, I've studied the King, Warrior, Magician, Lover archetypes, and in this time of great turmoil, I will reveal their secrets. My name is Ivan Fingenskjær-Schellum, founder of Men's Initiation, Reclaim Your Inner Throne, and it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. Hey, welcome. It is your Mad Viking host, Ivan Shellum here, founder of Reclaim Your Inner Throne, The Men's Initiation. And I am walking uphill on a beautiful day here outside of Stockholm. Sun in my back, birds flying around, hopping from treetop to treetop. And um, I am quite delighted that I will be speaking on a topic today that is uh, close to my heart. We're going to be covering what to do on how we can respond to the wave of revelation that is coming out. As things that have previously been hidden become seen, there is a choice point that we have as human beings Do we want to hold on to the old and dying world and go down with the secrets, the lies? Or do we want to stand in the fire of purification, essentially? Purification of the lie. And as that process is ongoing, we will find that the way that we are in relationships with people that we love is going to be deeply impacted. And this is where my heart comes in. You know, how do we deal with the fact that some people who are really close to us will not be able to see eye to eye with us as we are awakening to what is truly going on? And this can be hard, but it's also such a deeply human experience, such a vulnerable, tender experience, And I'm right in the middle of it, as I'm sure so many of you are as well. And so this is the topic that I invite you into today as I walk through the undergrowth and over the rock formations here on this beautiful day. So if you are ready, let us dive in. I've been speaking extensively on how these times are times of initiation and how they invite us into a new relationship with reality and with all of the truth that is being revealed. And today is going to be no different. I do think this is the most important topic in culture today, as we live in what I call a reality inversion field, which means that truth is lies and lies is truth. Up is down and down is up. Everything has been inverted. And I have been repeatedly dismayed, to be quite frank, with seeing people that I consider to be smart, intelligent, resourceful people just uncritically consume mainstream media sources, various articles and podcasts that are just dedicated to perpetuating the lie. But as the situation is now, the force of revelation in the world is immense. 
And so more and more people just cannot abide by the lie anymore. And particularly because more and more people are starting to really come to terms with what is actually the end point of this pandemic strategy that we're watching. See, what's been going on for the longest time is that there have been forces in our culture, in our world, call it the elites, that have used these division lines in our culture to sow the seeds of conflict. Because when we are fighting one another, we are unconscious and we are not fighting the elites. So they're taking attention away from themselves and creating this artificial culture war. And so this has been happening along division lines of masculine, feminine, man, woman, political left, political right, religious, non-religious, pro-abortion, anti-abortion. And now they're aiming for the technical knockout. Now it is pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine. And people actually believe in it. They are not aware that the science in no way at this point supports this narrative. In the world of actual science, there is no basis for this kind of thinking whatsoever. And this is starting to come out in mainstream journals such as The Lancet that now confirm that no, there is absolutely no benefit in terms of transmission if you have the vaccine versus if you don't. And we're watching now as many, 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 many people are either getting seriously ill or are dying as a result of adverse reactions from the vaccine. And so, so we're now faced with all of these orange, if not big red flags around the safety and efficacy of this technology. And I absolutely pray that everyone who's taken this will be fine and that everyone who haven't taken it will be fine. But deep down, what I want you to see is that the narrative about this being a pandemic of the unvaccinated and all of these things, it has been completely rejected. And the only reason why it still is alive is that we have a captured medical industry and a captured media that want us to fight each other, that want us to spend all of our vitality throwing stones and firing guns and hurling insults at each other. Not at them, not at the corrupt systems that have put us into this pickle in the first place, but we should be angry and hateful towards each other. That has been the strategy. And as we're starting now to have this be revealed for us, we're starting to see what is going on. I wouldn't be surprised if the level of revelation will blow me the fuck out of the water because, you know, it seems like the corruption has been so deep and so all-pervasive that I couldn't have had any concept of it just two years ago. So who knows what's going to happen in terms of what is actually being revealed. But at the end of the day, the most important inquiry here is what is my relationship to revelation? And this is where we need to bring in these relationships that we have in our lives with people that see things differently, which may be a cause for some distress and emotional heartache for, for you and also probably for them.
So I'm assuming that since you're listening to this podcast, you have some capacity to be receiving heterodox information, things that aren't pushed and peddled in the mainstream news channels. And so you're here because that's somehow compelling to you. And so you have some capacity to actually stand in the energy of revelation. And it doesn't seem like everyone does. And this is one of the questions that I really had over the last year or so after I seriously delved into this landscape myself. Why is it that some people are able to see this? And why is it that the majority of people aren't? I believe it is related in large part to the degree to which we have been revealed to ourselves. That is to say, how much of our own shadow work, how much of our own inner demons have we been willing to look at? And so after the break, I'm going to dive deeper into how we be with this force of revelation ourselves and how we may find a more skillful way of being with the people that we love who have not yet been able to embrace or welcome the truth that is being revealed. And I will also seek to build some kind of empathy with them and explore what is actually at stake for them to actually take that step like you once had to do yourself. So I'll speak with you again after the break. After our Seeds of Sanctuary ceremony on August the 22nd, our new community platform Sanctuary is officially open. Sanctuary is a place free from big tech censorship and all kinds of woke bullshit and toxic narratives. This is a place where like-minded souls from the whole world, men and women both, gather to have deep inquiries into cutting-edge topics and to get support to rise in life in this difficult time. So join us here if you want access to free group coaching once per month, paid memberships, powerful rituals and great community. Register to Sanctuary now on innerthrone.com sanctuary. Welcome. In teaching within Reclaim Inner Throne, the main definition that I use for sovereignty is wholeness and integration. And this idea is very, very important, actually crucial in order to understand what is going on here. Now, before the break, I presented to you the idea that the challenge of receiving the force of revelation, seeing the new truths that are being unearthed, that seems to be somehow connected with our own journey of having exposed ourselves, having looked at our own shadows. And what is it that happens when you do that? It is that you expose all of the parts of you that you have disowned. And every part of you that you have disowned is a part that is longing to come home. It is somehow rebellious. It is somehow running your life from the shadows. And so because you have this part or these parts, you are being drained constantly of life force. You are being drained constantly of a feeling of being at home in life. And so when we are in that state, we become very vulnerable to other people's feedback, to other people's expectations, because we really haven't 
become whole in ourselves. And because we haven't become whole in ourselves, we have all of these places inside of our being where we feel very vulnerable, very triggerable, like there is some kind of danger in my life that I'm trying to avoid. And so the less I have revealed myself, the less I have been able to integrate all of these exiled and lost parts. And the more I am fragmented in such a way, the less I am sovereign, right? The shadow work, the revelatory work is connected with the archetype of the magician. And as I kneel at the feet of truth, as it is being revealed to me, I gradually become more and more whole, more and more integrated. And that makes me stronger, more heart open, more sovereign, more boundaried, but also more loving. And this is the journey towards sovereignty that you have probably taken to some extent, because otherwise I'm not sure that you would be listening to me in the first place. But in your life, as in my life, are many people now who just two years ago seemed to be very normal people that had wholesome interests and who had been friends and loved ones to you for years without any trouble. And now, just a year or two later, you will experience that some of these, if not many of these people, have started to seemingly lose their marbles a bit. There is a level of hysteria that has entered their lives, and maybe you have lost your relationship with them. Maybe if you should happen to be unvaccinated, for instance, you have somebody who is so terrified of this virus, and who is so mired in groupthink and peer pressure, that the only thing which is right and correct to do is that which everyone tells you to do. If you have somebody like that, you may now be showing up in their life as a threat. And so we're looking at a great bifurcation in our culture, where a subset of our culture has been unwilling to go with the herd, so to speak. And they are now being identified as dangers, some kind of terror, maybe even murderers by the most hysterical people. And as the fear and as the narrative keeps ramping up, this is probably going to increase, right? There's no indication yet that this train has hit the side of the mountain. You know, it's still picking up speed and it's quite discouraging to be, be witnessing it. So here's what I want you to consider. What is the price you are paying today for seeing what you're seeing? For seeing how captured the politicians have become? For seeing the level of malfeasance and corruption that's at play? Are you speaking out about it? Or are you keeping your mouth shut because you're afraid of being shunned and exiled? Now imagine if you have been deeply, deeply attached to the narrative of the uh, mainstream for the last couple of years, but probably for the most of your life. Say, for instance, that you have grown up leaning political left, you know, like myself, and you have seen like Obama come and you thought he was just the most amazing man, just the most charismatic man. And then by now you have seen enough about the political left to realize 
that they are nothing like what they say they are. Could be similar for you with the political right, but for me it was the political left, right? And so you have this moment of revelation. It's hard. It is really, really, really hard to process even one of these data points. Say that it was only that I now started to identify the corruption among the politicians that I have been supporting for a lifetime. That is hard enough. But if I realize that everything, almost everything that is being peddled in the media is a lie, that pretty much the narrative of history, human history is deceitful, that the whole pandemic narrative is a big fat lie designed to drive a wedge between us so that we will actually fight each other maybe to the death. And you start to see all of those things. At once? Now that may just be too much. You know how a roe deer is killed? If you shoot them with a shotgun, you can shoot them with a shotgun or a rifle. But at least here in uh, Sweden, it's legal to shoot them with a shotgun fairly up close. You know how they die? It's not because you penetrate the heart with a bullet or anything like that. It's that you cover their whole body with these small pellets inside of the shotgun that basically take out the nervous system because there is like a hundred points of impact, a hundred points of shock simultaneously that makes the animal drop dead. Imagine being a human being that is shot with a psychological shotgun, where there's like a hundred different data points at once where you realize that what you believed was wrong. If that is the inevitable conclusion for you to change your mind about one of those data points, because it seriously is, the moment you see the lie on one of these data points is the start of a domino chain which will knock them all down. And people deep down in their heart and soul actually know this. They know this. Which is why they don't even want to admit to one of these data points being different than what they had thought. I see this all of the time with people who are really close and dear to me that I give them volumes of scientific documentation and they just, it's just like they're blanking out on it. No, this can't be true, this is not real, da 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 da. Look at this thing that I watch on television, this is the, the truth, right? You probably know this, eh? You probably have experienced this many times. Not only for yourself in your own life, when maybe a teacher or a friend or something told you something really humbling about who you are as a person, but then you're watching it also with all of these loved ones that are really demonstrating how hard it is to humble ourselves to the force of revelation. Because it is a death process. Revelation kills us. Truth is savage. It's savage and nothing can withstand its purifying flames and if I have lived deeply immersed in the lie maybe for a lifetime and I'm supposed to be exposed to all of the things that I have not been able to see over the course of just a couple of months which is very possible these days given the speed of revelation just imagine the devastating impact of that. It could literally 
I believe, kill somebody. Just like those 100 lead pellets that impact the nervous system of the deer or whatever other animal you're hunting. That might be the conclusion for somebody who is fully thrown in at the deep end. And so as you move around your life speaking the truth as it has been revealed to you, you may actually be a mortal threat to them. Because if you were to unload everything that you knew, based on maybe years of processing fear and psychological distress from starting to realize what is actually going on, imagine receiving all of that in one go from you or from me. That is hard. That is scary as hell. And so whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, I don't give a shit. This is really not the conversation. The conversation is with the truth that you have at your disposal, you become a weapon. And people who are very dear to you may feel you as a weapon, as a literal threat on their life, shotgun style. So this is what I want us to really consider as we have all of these people that we love dearly, that are losing their marbles, that are becoming completely hysterical, and that are increasingly believing that maybe the unvaccinated, this is a big story, are dangerous and need to be separated out of society. All of these people that are resourceful people that believe this, they haven't experienced sufficient revelation in their life to be able to deal with reality head-on. And so at the end of this episode I have two messages. The first message is to the unvaccinated people who are listening. Consider that while you are not a threat to the people that you love because you are unvaccinated, you may be a threat to them because the force of your truth may literally be deadly. At the very least for their identity, but possibly because they are too fragile to take all of it, they may just vacate their body shotgun style, their nervous system taken out in a flurry of revelation that they're just not built to tolerate. So be responsible with your truth-telling. Realize how vulnerable people are. They are scared as fuck. And that you're probably much less scared than they are because you have been standing in the face, in the onslaught of peer pressure for a long time and you're still there. So courage is something that you have. And you got to have more courage to keep opening your heart and to do your part from a soul level to prevent this great bifurcation to happen. Not necessarily because you're going to be able to stop it, but because you at a soul level know that you did what you could. So your conscience is clean. And so come what may, you don't carry around that feeling of being dirty on the inside because you were too much of a coward to stand up for what you know is right. So speak in ways which make you stronger, but do take into account the fear and vulnerability that a lot of the people who you love in your life now are currently experiencing. The second message is for those of you listening who are vaccinated or who have had the treatment, which is more accurate in terms of the technology. 
you may currently represent the most important demographic in recent history, if not in world history. Because we are in the middle of a war, a psychological, spiritual war of proportions that are grander than most of us can fathom. And you stand as a bridge. You have started to see the truth. You may feel good about having taken the vaccine. You may feel regret and worry that you've taken the vaccine. But at the very least, you have started to wake up to what is actually occurring. And you, my dear friend, my dear man or woman, you represent a hope. Because you are the bridge. And you need to be courageous. And I urge you to not accept these segregation initiatives that are starting to enter culture. Sure enough, it may feel easy and comfortable for you. But this is not the end, my friend. This is going to keep escalating as more and more of your freedoms are taken away and there will be another threshold and another threshold and another threshold that you will need to step across and you will become more and more of a slave every time you do so. So there is no better time for saying no than right now. And so as a vaccinated person, you don't carry the stain of being a traitor to humanity or something like that. You don't carry that. But rather, you have a voice that can heal and that can build bridges. And where you can say that, yeah, I'm vaccinated and I don't agree with what is happening. I don't agree with what is happening. And this statement is a stand for your soul. It is a stand for humanity. And I hope that you dare take it. Because at the end of the day, we are in this together. Do not believe in the farcical narratives of separation that are being propagated by people who have zero love for you. By now there is overwhelming evidence that these people are literal psychopaths who want nothing but more power and money for themselves. So we must stand together now, united as one humanity. And with that, let's turn our attention back to nature. I've been walking through the woods here. Some people are taking their dog for a walk. They all seem quite happy. And, you know, I'm just very grateful to be in this part of the world right now as things are very, very crazy in other parts. Actually, I think I've never been better. I'm happy, I'm fulfilled. Most of the fear about the future has left me. I feel calm inside for the most part. And things are just good. And I know what a privilege that is. It is a huge privilege. And for me, it's just important to share those blessings with you. Because wherever you are right now, you may feel afraid. You may feel overwhelmed. I don't know what you're feeling. But there's certainly many reasons to feel unsettled right now. I'm walking across now what literally looks like thousands of pine cones. Yeah, so this place is just really beautiful. What can I say? This is a gorgeous day and 
And it is our connection to nature, as it exists inside of us and outside of us, that will get us through this. The deepening into a relationship with the natural world is probably the best investment that you can make. Whether it is learning to grow things, the coming and going of the seasons, how to navigate the bush, how to go hunting, how to just be in nature without being completely bored out of your mind because you don't have a screen. You know, this place is one of love and self-regulation. And if I can inspire you just a little bit to spend more time in nature, then that's already enough for me. So as I'm walking here through the woods, the uh, birds are singing in the trees. And I'm grateful that you came along and I wish you a fantastic weekend and I will speak with you again next Friday. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me in this week's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you are invited to come walk with me next Friday when we will take another deep dive into the archetypal realms. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive free guide.